Everybody stop. We're hashing this out. Casey, say hammer. Hammer. Now say hand. Hand. Now say hammer hand. Hammer hams. (laughs) (laughs) Hammer hams. You have to have known she was going to do that to you. Hammer hands. (laughs) Country store. (laughs) Come on down to Hammer Ham, Hammer Hands Country Store, where we will hammer fucking hams through your slightly cracked (laughs) car door window and you give us money for it. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Hi-ya! We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. I know Kung Fu. And Juice. Oh, hi. You might notice that shitty cinema sounds different this week. The coronavirus has us remote, and we hope everyone is safe and gets to enjoy some movies. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. This week was Casey's turn. Dave, what's this month's theme? This month, we are going with one of my all-time favorite genres of film, Mm -hmm. kung fu, all things martial arts. Yeah. So we are going to be seeing some people kick the shit out of each other, probably more than a few masters die this month, uh, and some great revenge stories. I'm going to be real upset if nobody smashes a pile of bricks or fucking stack of wood with a single blow. You know, maybe punches down a tree. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. master is in danger right now this week. Hide your masters, hide your wife. Fuck the kids. Nobody cares about them. No, no. Casey, what do we watch on this week's episode? Against the Drunken (laughs) Cat Paws, or also known as You Can Never Touch Her from 1979. Also known as the 13 Bandits. Also known as the 14 Bandits. Oh. (laughs) And a Chinese title that we can't pronounce. Nope. (laughs) And we're not going to try. The good news is that the movie is on Amazon Prime streaming. So free. Yeah. Also on YouTube. Faux free. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's also on YouTube. It's a good movie. Yeah. Now, this is a great example of Americans buying the rights to a Chinese kung fu movie and then just kind of doing whatever the hell they want with the dub and title of it. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's pretty accurate. All right, guys. Well, before we go any farther, Casey, we're going to need to get you into an elevator pitch. So you're walking along and, um, well, you're drunk as fuck. You just drank two whole jugs of wine. It's in my bloodline. (laughs) (laughs) So you're walking home. However, you are now being approached. What it seems to be about 13 people. I think they're bandits. (gasps) And well, you're, you're pretty drunk and you can probably fight your way out of most of them, but not all of them. So they just beat the shit out of you. You're laying in the middle of the street, half dead with two broken jugs of wine before you bleed out. I need you to sell us this movie. A blind kung fu drunk pushing it down with Brown for too long sobers up to face her ex, but realizes getting Hulk smashed is the only way to hash it out with those you hate. The legend continues. Nine seconds. Right, yeah, right on that line. One that one's Beautiful. Beautiful. Case. Well, that's what it was about. And pushing I feel like you really, you really got the heart, the essence of the film, and you condensed it into lots of beautiful tidbits, but you left out some of the juicy, juicy details. So I basically w- left the whole plot for you, but I just thought it was important to, to point out that everybody has that ex they hate the most. Where they're like, <laughs> I will fight you to the death down a flight of stairs. Why don't we talk about the movie that shitty cinema watched? <laughs> 
Lin Chin is blinded by bandits and her father is killed. She leaves in pursuit of the bandits and pretends to be a drunken vagrant. Well, not so much pretending on the drunken part, right? She's <laughs> she's a fucking drunk, but not just any drunken vagrant. No, my friends, a blind kung fu drunken vagrant who adopts a young boy to further their wine stealing enterprise. She's an entrepreneur. Kids aren't always useless. I just found out. Yeah, and he's like seven, which seems like a great time to start your wino career. It's about yeah. time he got a fucking job. Yeah, it's a wino prodigy. You're too old to be suckling off a real teat or a government teat. So you got to get out there <laughs> and get some wine. Dave loves that. I did not <laughs> like that mental image. No, nope. Well, it's mm -mm. the truth. Hot take. You can't breastfeed after 12. I, I mean, don't think that's a very hot take. <laughs> In town is Master Wang's school, and a one-armed student with impressive kung fu shows up to learn from him. Master Wang accepts, but then the one-armed dragon, yep, that's his name, stabs Master Wang and reveals he's one of the 14 bandits wanted by the Empire. Is this like a fat Amy thing where he's, if he calls it out, you can't make fun of him for it? I, yeah, I, you just well, gotta own it. Okay. It's sort of a theme right. because yeah. he's the fat Amy of the group. Right. Well, okay. So Master Wang had imprisoned 13 of the 14 previous bandits, mm -hmm. right? And only Wolf Fang escaped. And now the new 14 bandits are getting revenge. And also, in addition to being 14 bandits, they also have partnered with two giants. Wait, the giants weren't part of the 14 bandits? Yeah, I thought the no, 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 no. Addition. Right. Some of the 14 oh. bandits went to jail. Some of them were killed. So right. they replenished their, their ranks. Wang's daughter makes it out because she's a fucking badass. And she teams up with Lin Chin, even though they used to have beef because Lin Chin stole from her dad's wine supply. Rude. And they also team up with the nice guy wanderer that just showed up into town. And the nice guy gets poisoned by one of the 14 bandits named Poison Dwarf, who is, <clears throat> well... Poison dwarf. Yeah. He's a dwarf with a little blowgun and fucking shoots, shoots poison, poison darts. darts. Yeah. He's also kind of like that hometown rapper everybody knows. You're like, oh, God, I'm not getting one of your fucking EPs out of your trunk. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let's pause for a moment and list a few characters just so the Cinemites can be up to speed. We have the blind drunken master Lin Chin, Princess Wang the prodigy badass, Lin Chin's seven-year-old sidekick who beats up grown adults, one-armed <laughs> dragon who's missing his left arm from the elbow down, a dwarf named Poison Dwarf who shoots poison darts, two fabulous giants, one in glitter and one in tiger stripes, a cross-eyed woman named Lady Deathfingers, a guy with a crutch who does kung fu, and several guys in Dragon Ball Z shirts. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you covered it. That was pretty good. Thank you, thank you. Uh, anyway. At least anybody who was important. <laughs> Back to the story. The nice guy wanderer recovers and says he's looking for the woman Lin Chin because he is in love with her. But Lin Chin pretends she doesn't know anything about that. So the wanderer and Princess Wang pretend to get engaged. Lin Chin watches from the window and starts to cry. Crying is what fucking heals her eyesight. Oh. She's gone like 20 years. She's like, I ain't gonna cry no Oh. No, she's been pushing it down with Brown this whole time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Girl. You said that, Case. There. The Wanderer reveals it was fake all along to convince her to cry and cure her eyesight. And Lin Chin agrees to marry him because that's super awesome, I guess. On the day of the wedding, 13 of the 14 bandits reveal themselves and a great battle ensues. The Wanderer reveals himself as Wolf Fang, and guess what he has? Wolf Fangs! Yeah, but they're in, like, the very back of his mouth. Yeah, they're way too far back to be useful. 
Yeah, they actually looked more like vampire fangs. <laughs> like, but crappy it's ones. It's like a super hot yeah. supermodel. And you're like, yeah. but she has a gross mole. And you're like, it's like under the back of her hairline. And you can never, you got to look for it. Other than that, she's perfect and has a great personality and is banging <laughs> hot. Okay. Well, Will Fang's fangs do set up the final battle between him and Lin Chin. But Lin Chin drops into drunken boxing style and beats his ass with her being victorious as Fuck. The end. Fiend. I like that in this movie, they take drunken boxing really fucking seriously because she gets fucking drunk before she kicks some ass. Like, oh, and jugs like, of wine. Jugs, jugs of, of wine drunk. Chin Lin, she's played by Ling Xia. I'm also known as Judy Lee. Also known as Judy Lee. I can kind of pronounce Judy Lee. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. She was pumping out movies for like 10 years straight, like anywhere between three to 10 to 13 movies a fucking yeah. year. That so, sounds like a Van Damme number right there. Dude, <laughs> that beats Van Damme for sure. 13 movies in a year? She's in incredible shape. She does an excellent job with the drunken. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any of her other movies, but in this film, she does the drunken style so well. She's so, she's everything incredible really impressive. Yeah. She does so good. She's a delight to watch. Judy Lee's fucking fantastic in this movie. We could almost do a month on her. She's in incredible shape. She moves beautifully. Yeah, She's yeah. very exact. Like you can tell she has practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Uh, we also have Hammer Hams, this big guy that can't speak through half of the fucking movie. And all of a sudden he can <laughs> when he sees daddy. Uh, and he's Hammer Hams because he has ham hocks for fist. And after he loses a hammer in a legal battle, he has to drive <laughs> railroad bikes with his fucking hands. Well, they're they're just huge nails into that giant door they're that like they're making. Fucking railroad bikes. They are like they are massive spikes. because the door is meant to hang on those. I don't castle know whatever you call castle walls. Right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, sure. we also have Princess Wang. Uh, she's okay. She's yeah, fine. she's kind of just there. Her and Julie, it's her friend Julie, I guess. We never, what is Julie's relation to all of this? She's just another hot bitch that knows Kung Fu, kind of. What the fuck is Julie's role in all of this? I feel like Julie was a bad translation. That was the dubber sort of taking some liberties. Like, oh, this Julie. Okay, but her character, pretend her name isn't Julie. Yeah, all right. How did she even know anybody? She just like, kind of wandered in the scene and was like, yeah, I don't know. Here. She was like Wang's assistant, man. Okay, I don't believe that. Uh, we have the inspector, which we didn't really—he wasn't central to the plot. Oh, but he was central to our heart. It was a B he plot. Was. He was—he was a hu a main B plot that they were running. That was the inspector. He's this nerdy inspector, government official with weird round glasses. He has like the <laughs> rubber banded corn haircut from like two thousand, like very Jonathan Davis. And a freak on a leash, but also uh, he was kind of like you said, super ninja. cool. I I said I did air quotes with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me do a little. You do know this is a podcast, right? <laughs> right, right. When do we start singing? That's what. I mean. <laughs> uh, he also the inspector 
never went anywhere without his fucking pipe, his trusty pipe. Okay, but you need to describe his fucking pipe because it's not just like a Sherlock Holmes pipe. It's about three feet long. He's constantly <laughs> smoking and or assaulting someone with it. And it's made of metal. Especially, he has a particular vendetta against hammer hams, and we don't know why. I'm assuming that's something <gasps> that didn't translate well. No, no, no. So so he, he trained, I think, hammer hands at some extent because he talks about his training. Maybe okay. that's just... Just kind of like how you know, Joe trained. Jackson trained Michael Jackson because it's the same kind of training. And no, no, no. It's not cool. The critical thing to know about the inspector is that his family is known for their style of kung fu that specializes in using pipes. And goddamn, does he not specialize in using the pipe in fucking kung fu? He and does. then what he does is he's smoking as he's fighting, right? <laughs> right? And then he kicks the shit out of somebody and then ashes it in their face. <laughs> Dave and I were talking. He's he's that character in fucking kung fu movies that's bumbling all the time and appears to be fucking inept and then is just a combat <clears throat> badass. His yeah. style, as he pointed out, is orchid fist crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> orchid fist crab legs we also had a little kid in this movie we had like a six or seven year old who did really good kung fu for a little kid he was yeah, like a, he was really good like little ricky ricardo of kung fu yeah. like just banging on those drums kicking those guys in dicks he definitely came out of the womb and punched his doctor he really <laughs> most of his physical action was dick related because he's dick height Except for when he was fighting the, the little person. When he's fighting his foil, the poison dwarf. Now, let's move to the bad guys. We have a fucking poison dwarf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little, he's potent. And hey, he's real fucking hype that you know you've fucking heard of him. His name that's is- his first line. You've heard of me, right? Yeah, you have, haven't you? Yeah. All of these voicing, really quick, were like sounded like they were done by fifties people. Like, yeah, see, <laughs> we're in China now, okay? I think there was only maybe four or five actual voice actors for this yes. whole movie, so they <laughs> yeah. just had to go to eleven on whatever character they were doing. I agree with that. True. And the other thing that that drove me nuts is so he blinded the main character by shooting two darts at the same time directly into her fucking pupils. Yeah. But it didn't kill her. Yeah, Dave almost barked. Yeah, that really. really To watch on video. fucking awesome. That was not pleasant. if you cry, you can get rid of the poison. Yeah. Really, he's like more emotionally dangerous than he is physically (laughs) dangerous. What a manipulative cunt. (laughs) Fuck that guy. He'll really hurt your feelings. He'll really. It's going to be a new form of therapy. (laughs) The poison dwarf is going to make you cry it out. (laughs) You have to get in touch with your feelings. As one of the 13 assassins, he'd be nothing without a leader, a.k.a. the super douchey ex-boyfriend, Wolfang. He's the kind of guy that's in a band nobody's heard of, but they're somehow popular still. He's really good looking. He dresses kind of weird. Yeah. And then you find out he's got two really fucked up teeth in the back and maybe a neck tattoo. It's kind of creepy. But he's the ex-boyfriend. Did they never like kiss or lock tongues? You think you would figure that out pretty quick? No, no, no. This is a very prudish time for China. (laughs) We get married, but we don't have sex for another two years just to make sure because it's scary what's the point of getting married if you're not gonna have sex for two years what's the point of living if you're not gonna have sex i mean you can still like eat and drink tacos tacos tacos. okay you know what 
tacos are worth living for. Other than a fucked up grill, did the ex-boyfriend have any superpowers? Like he was okay at Kung Fu, but they never really, the only thing he did impressive was he jumped over this clothesline with a bunch of dog collars Mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, before he did it, he told Chin Lin, hey, if I can jump over these bells on a wire, I'm going to marry you. And did it and she's like oh that's so cute and if i can do it better than you then you're gonna stay away from me (laughs) did she say that Mm -hmm. yeah then she jumps over like five times back and forth like a badass he goes if i do this you can or i'm going to marry you if i fail i'll stay away from you so he does it and he succeeds and then she steps up and says if i do it better than you you'll stay away from me and she's like, look how she's big like, my fucking labia is. And she like fucking jumped to one side and jumped back, back and forth. Flips. And her dad was like, ha, 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 that was so good. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> good things didn't work out with a Prince Charming. They also didn't work out with her old nine finger witch. This kind of felt like <laughs> Juice's favorite movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the 14 Assassins of Emo. Oh, oh yeah. With nine fingered witch in here. First of all, they never, how'd she lose the other finger? Secondly, is that really technically a disability? Like, I think it depends on which one. Like, a thumb would definitely count. Yeah, could you imagine losing a thumb? You can't grip with that hand anymore. That's what separates us, man. You need the thumb. No, you don't have to have. You got another thumb. You have nine other fucking fingers. One of them. No, no. I do believe that when it comes to the ten fingers that I have, my thumb is the two most important. Right, a I, raccoon can fucking drive a car without thumbs. Wait, a raccoon, a raccoon can drive absolutely cars? cannot drive a car. A car fit to their size, absolutely they can. Yeah, Dave, you just build a raccoon car. They can pri- you watch them drive all around. They can problem solve. They can undo locks that they haven't undone in like six months. They can parallel park shit. without going back okay. and forth. Oh my God. God. <laughs> I know more people with car accidents and speeding tickets than I do raccoons. Oh, so that's true. On the road. Okay, you claim. <laughs> they can problem solve i have also seen a raccoon loose cotton candy in water and be very confused by this very confused. Yeah, i'm still gonna question enough to be confused about cotton candy and water and its operations i would so, all- fuck you yeah and they don't let me drive a car then <laughs> i'm not saying that we can get the raccoons fucked up before they drive i'm not a lawful fucking evil Lawful no, that's the test now. Can you put cotton candy in water and understand where it goes? Okay, this broad has nine fingers, but she's not averse to a side hustle. Not only is she a witch and a kung fu master, she's uh-huh. also a fucking booze salesman and a carny. A carny that does like different acts, not just like, oh, I only do high wire. Are we talking about the party store now? Oh, yeah. Yes, we're going to talk about the carny fucking liquor store. <laughs> We have a bunch of assassins pretending to be carnies selling jugs of wine to hopefully lure in the drunk cat paws. But instead, they lure in hammer hams. And together, we're working with the nine-fingered witch, the deadly dwarf, the one-armed dragon. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the greatest QVC live shows you'll ever (laughs) see in your life. Because not only are they trying to sell you wine, they're also doing carny tricks, like trying to stab the witch in the neck with rebar, and she bends it with her thick-ass neck. (laughs) And they're all like, yo, this girl's all drunk on our wine. You should come buy some. Oh, it's the best wine. Hey, oh, you want to jug a wine for your master? 
You don't have any money? Well, like, what if we just beat the shit out of you three times and we'll give you some wine? Hold on, Casey. You said that they're trying to lure in Lin Shin, but I thought this was just their business that they ran. This was like a side hustle. How do you know it was them trying to draw her in? Because the master knew that she was a drunk. Because every time he saw her, he's like, do you really need to be drinking like that? Yeah. Because he's that fucking ex-boyfriend. Listen, Chad, stop talking about what I'm doing now. You're not my fucking boyfriend. That's right. Wolf Fang does know her well and knew that she was now the drunken. Okay. All right. All right. Holy shit. Casey's theory pants Get off your fucking soapbox, Chad. I'll drink what I want to. The fucking movie. I mean, honestly, I'd be more open to watching QVC if they did death-defying tricks like that. <laughs> They're fighting each other. It was like NASCAR and the shit went wrong. Right. Um, and since we bring up the one-armed dragon, the one-armed dragon is the guy, he kind of looks like a pirate. He's got a mm-hmm. stump arm Yep. that's flat and is metal, so it probably hurts when he punches you, but it also has a secret fucking knife that will stab your dad in yeah. the gut. Why, if you're going to have like a metal arm tube that you know is for beating people up, why would you not have the knife extension? Yeah. Whatever happened to challenging people to fights, right? Like, yeah, like a, a respectable duel? kung, fu, yeah, 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 <laughs> respectable kung fu tradition where you could just walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, hey, 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 I challenge your kung fu against my kung fu," right? And you right in the middle of the street, you're ready to go. You drop your stuff, you kick some fucking ass, you represent your school. What happened to that yeah. shit? Throw your fucking gang signs up. That's all we do now. I feel like every time I slap a man in the face with a glove. He doesn't want to fight me. And that's the whole point. I'm trying to get you to fight me. And now you're aggressively not fighting me. And that's a slight. Well, you know see, I mean? you forgot to insult his master. Yeah. You just assault no. him. I've just been insulting his mama. Okay. Obviously, Chin Lin was the best fucking fighter in this film. She yeah. made everybody around her look like noobs. Like, yeah. even the, you, the people Whoa. you could tell were seasoned. And that's not in a bad way. Not saying the other people weren't good. She was just so fucking on. Like, she peak. I agree. She is a fantastic martial artist. She flows really well. And She's smooth. One of the great things about Against the Drunken Cat Pops is they showcase Shin Lin's martial abilities a lot. They give her a lot of opportunities to get out yeah. there. Both in just being performative as well as doing some drunken style kung fu against single or multiple opponents. And she yes. and sometimes outruns the opponents. But even like there's a four on one scene early on in the movie where she, they have to like fight the wooden doll thing. Right. Yeah. There's yes. a, a spinning wooden doll and she kicks it blind where the, the seeing people can't get it. And the four of them fight her. And it's a brilliant fight because it's shot from far away. They give us long shots where there's multiple people it's interacting. It's not just one at a time. Right. It's not just one at a time. It. It's very reminiscent about what I love about Jackie Chan. And yes. she's fucking, yeah. she's just she's just a workhorse. It looks really good. It's you can tell she has practiced and practiced. She's super precise. She's super fluid. She's entertaining like Jackie Chan to watch. Dave, what did you think of the choreography and the blocking? Overall, I thought it was really good. I to your point, I think her weakest fight scenes were the ones when she was up against just rank and file people because they just couldn't keep up with her. Uh, right, and right. You could, yeah, you could see the difference in skill gap between them waiting for them to get to the next position, and it just didn't quite work. But when they had her up against some of the other principals that were really talented martial artists in and of themselves, yes. it was absolutely fantastic. And I don't know when else to mention it, but if we're going to talk about the choreography, this feels like the right time to bring up that the martial arts director was named King Kong and I don't 
I don't have anything else for that, but it it was on screen like right at the start and it felt important. (laughs) So I wrote it down. Chin Lin is incredible, but so is the guy who played the inspector. (laughs) He the pipe foo guy is fucking awesome. And I say that uh, that's he's one of my favorite characters just because I really like that style of you know, I'm I'm kind of inept. I'm just the guy that's here. Mm-hmm. I'm the inspector here inspecting things. And then he gets into a fight and he still acts like very just almost offbeat. Okay, Case, you just coined Pipe Foo and that is a new... So we should... We talked a little bit about it earlier, but it's like Bartista, the, the fighting style with a cane, except it's with a fucking pipe and it's amazing. We yeah. get a fight scene where with Hammer Hands where he's sitting hammer across... Hams. Hammer Hams. We're sitting across the table from the inspector and the inspector keeps him from getting his food by using the pipe and fighting him. And he will, for example, grab his food with a pipe or smash his head into a plate. It's just fucking amazing. Everything that he did was amazing. My favorite, actually, one of my favorite action scenes in the entire film. I yeah. mean, because all of the scenes that go on are great. Don't get me wrong. It's there's, just there's a constant, nonstop. But the moment that was the best was right toward the end when the instructor's pipe got broken and he goes, oh, you broke my pipe. Well, I'll have to use a backup. And he pulls out two sharp pipes out of the inside of his coat and fucking <laughs> stabs one of the giants right through either side of the neck. Just yeah. And not only did he stab him, but there was smoke coming out of the pipes and then smoke coming out <laughs> of the out of giant's mouth. No, yeah, because it wasn't the neck. He fucking stabbed him through the ears. It's unpleasant. It's awesome. Oh, it's his God. character. He's always fucking prepared. You know what? The nine-fingered witch, she did pretty well, too. She wasn't incredible. She wasn't like, no, oh, my God. But-, but she held her own. She was more of like a... Think of dead or alive, the like stout kung fu guy with the super long whiskers. And she uses a cane to to a great effect. Yes, she does. Mm. Yeah. And they also had the the little person, the poison dwarf. The poison dwarf. Who fought the kid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their words, not ours. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We might have been lost in translation. You blame that on the 50s. They came into the future and translated 70 shit. He does fight the wino kid. Dave, what was your favorite fight scene? My favorite was the fight scene I was waiting for as soon as I saw she did drunken boxing. The don't mm-hmm. take my booze fight. It's a requirement <laughs> in any movie. With the drunken style. If you've got right. drunken style boxing, you have to have the drunk person trying to get away with booze while someone else tries to take the booze and then we try not to break the booze. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That is... That is, I feel like that's in every fucking Jackie Chan movie, whether it's a drunken style or like, oh, don't break this artifact. Oh, yeah. That's a classic for Jackie. Don't break the booze. Don't break the vase. Don't break the fossil, whatever. It's executed to great effect in this film because she runs out of a basement and fights dudes on the stairs with it. And it's fucking fantastic because she has two jugs that dominate both of her hands. So she's just, you know, kicking and it's fucking awesome. She climbs out of that into a courtyard and she ends up fighting Princess Wang. This is where Princess Wang's like, oh, you're stealing my dad's booze, right? But it's a fucking awesome fight. She uses the jugs to to block and they toss them around, but she catches them to make sure that they don't get broke because what, Dave? Don't break my fucking booze. Don't break, don't break my, my booze. fucking booze. Also, in that scene, Jay, when you had the little kid with his slingshot that kept fucking shooting out the uh, yeah. the poison dwarf. He fucking one time got him in the teeth and knocked out a couple of his teeth. Every oh. time that the guy would set up his poison dart, he'd like shoot him in the ass. Like, ah! The thing that didn't quite work for me was the fucking dubs. We watched this dubbed. We didn't have subtitled. It's American dub. And 
it it may be American. I don't know. It's yeah, English this dub. every bad trope of kung fu dubs you have ever seen rolled up into one movie. A lot of ha ha. Hold on. <laughs> what do you mean by didn't work for you? I mean, it was it absolutely hilarious. But I yeah, thought it was fucking like, fantastic. It felt like we were watching Kung Pao at times with how terrible <laughs> yeah. the dub on this movie was. Yeah. I consider that that is a that is a feature, not a bug day. Okay, okay. One of my favorites is when Princess Wang is talking to the fucking bad ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, you fight really good. Do you work for the government? He's like, No. She's like, Well, what's your job? I'm a wanderer. Are you an escort? Do you think every hobo was sucking okay. dick for ten dollars? Because Didn't... that says more about you than them, bitch. No. Okay. She so said, "Do you work for an escort company?" This is the big question. Do you either work for the government or are you a sex worker? Because those are clearly Your the only two options. Right. More for money. Right. Okay. Well, the only other job that I've seen portrayed in this universe is a wine uh-huh. thief. So I have no reason to accept anything <laughs> other than the contrary. <laughs> Everyone else is either a government employee or a sex worker. <laughs> Not to burst the bubble, but in context, the escort's probably a bodyguard because, you know, highway people. Nobody wants your context, Dave. Movies like this are why I grew up thinking fighting was a very different thing from what it really was. Like, wait, yeah. knives don't just make noise all the time? I know, right? Shring, 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 shring. When I hit someone, it isn't this crazy noise. Right, and this guy's actually trying to hit me is where, you know, what I see on TV, it kind of looks like they're dancing, man. Right? Like, I'm having fun. I thought we just block each other a lot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're going to hit me in the face? No. I don't fucking think so. That's not what I signed up for. Yeah, isn't it usually mostly trip stuff? <laughs> yep. Maybe a couple of good body shots if you're uh, if you're in close. Yeah, I- I'll be back tomorrow with a note for that. I I don't really like getting hit, but <laughs> let's just go uh, smoke some weed about it, man. <laughs> I do want to know what you do like, Juice, and I want to know: Would you watch against the drunken cat paws again because you like it? Do you like oh, it? Do you love of it? Of course, of course. <gasps> Like I said, there was a couple of things that really dated this type of film, and there are a lot better kung fu out there. But this is my first viewing of this, and I've seen a good deal of shitty kung fu, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was over the top. Everything was a lot of fun. So for sure, I will sit down and watch this again. I can't tell you when because there's so much more kung fu out there that, you know, might scratch that itch. So... Yes, of course, I'm going to watch this again. Jay, I know you are, but would you profess it for the rest of the world? Are you going to sit down and watch Against the Drunken Cat Paws again? I have a confession to make. This is my second time watching Against the Drunken Cat Paws. Uh, that's, that's a good thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to talk a little bit about the structure of this film, because if you love some fun 70s style kung fu right if you love that wu-tang 36 chamber shit going on this is the movie for you it is fun it doesn't take itself too seriously you get some awesome kung fu with some ridiculous characters and most of it's really good but they they give they really try really hard you don't get a ton of cuts and it's sometimes a little sloppy but it's worth it the dubbing is hilarious it is the perfect kind of kung fu movie for me. I'm glad we started the month off with this. Casey, you are a goddamn genius. Yes, I will be watching Against the Drunken Cat Paws. All again. right. 
And can I say, Shinlin does drunken boxing as I've never seen another woman do it. She's fucking fantastic. So I can't recommend watching this movie enough. But Dave, you're also a lover of Kung Fu. In fact, you probably love it more than any of us. So the question for you is against the drunken cat paws. Would you watch it again? I'm really upset. I hadn't seen this already. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> there are some things that it kind of disappointed me on the hits just kind of lacked impact, which oh, you yeah. see a lot of movies from this era where it is a lot more a, a Chinese theater dance than it is necessarily about showing people get the shit kicked out of each other. In fact, some of the hardest hits were people just falling on the ground. Uh, <laughs> but I talk a lot about like, this is a great movie to turn on and just pay attention when you hear people getting punched. And the great thing with a shitty dub like this is that you can still be laughing when you're cleaning your apartment and live <laughs> and facing the TV screen. <laughs> Because the audio that you get only vaguely correlates with the video on screen. So, yeah, I will absolutely watch Against the Drunken Cat pause again. And I'm going to go back and dig through some more of her library to see what else is in there. Uh, so, Casey, you brought this diamond in the rough to us. Uh, how about you? Are you going to sit down and watch Against the Drunken Cat pause one more time? So I actually accidentally found this film quite a while ago. Just based on the title alone, I was like, yes, I want all of those things in my life. And I'm so happy I did. It has arguably one of the best flashback scenes. I'm going to say rivaling that of Bloodsport of, hey, what ha whatever happened to your ex-boyfriend, Charlie, from your hometown? You're like, girl, let me catch you up. He helped kill my dad. Him and his amputee army did this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Judy Lee performs like a goddess in this film. She's so incredible to watch, even as a, a cross-dressing hobo. She still, is, <laughs> she still manages to make friends. She makes friends with the, the giant dude that doesn't talk, who actually throws up blood in her wine bowl. And she she reacts better than I would because I would have thrown up throw up in my wine bowl on top of his blood throw up because I have a weak stomach. But like that's how fucking strong she is. Not only does she kung fu, but she can also deal with barf and gross things. While this has incredible points, it also has the great bad parts of movies. Mm. Like when her ex-boyfriend confronts her about not being an old blind man, but being a hot, moderately sight-impaired chick. <laughs> four super dramatic zoom-ins on her face. He's like, you're not really a blind man. One third react. He's like, you might be a woman. You might be someone I know. You're my ex-girlfriend. It was dramatic as fuck. That was obviously the pinnacle of the film. It was not lost on anybody. They just kind of threw it in your face and God bless them for doing it. They also had the, like, I'm going to say questionable moral fight between the little person and the child, which ended in the little person grabbing the kid in the dick, which I don't feel good about. Ooh, yeah. yeah. The kid's face is like, uh-oh, call the FCC. Um, Not for China. I'm pretty sure they got something on their own thing about that. I don't know what their stance is on the FCC and child dick grabbing, but I, I think they're probably pretty much in line with where we're going with it. But yes, duh, I would definitely watch this movie again. Maybe as many times in a week as Juice has seen Cats. The action is incredible. Judy Lee is an amazing <coughs> artist, and the translations really spice up what the story probably mm -hmm. is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
Fuck you, Casey. Fuck you, Jules. <laughs> All right. Well, Cinemites, the verdict is in. Four out of four of us are definitely going to sit down and watch Against the Drunken Cat Paws again. If you like any sort of kung fu, you definitely need to give it a watch. If you like to what? laugh at shitty dubs, you definitely need to give it a watch. Yes. So sit down. We're not even going to give you the option. It is mandatory that you sit down and watch Against the Drunken Cat Paws again. Mandatory meat hands. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hammer hams. Hammer hams. What? What? So, Jay, we are going to continue I Know Kung Fu Month next week with what? Oh, next week is going to be a joy because we will be watching Kung Pao. This is one of my favorite movies. I am so fucking excited. We quote this movie at least once every three days in our Constantly. I cannot not be quoting. We've never watched it together. I've never seen this movie personally, so I'm actually really excited. I've seen parts of it, like, and I know what the general premise is, and obviously it's a classic. Honestly, I'm really sorry, because it's going to be like when I watch The Big Lebowski, because I feel like we've ruined it by over-quoting it to you. So I'm so sorry if you don't enjoy the movie. I hope you do. I think it's good enough to stand on its own, but... The only thing that I know of from it that I remember seeing clips of, it's... That's pretty much accurate, yeah. So I'm uh, I, I'm really excited to sit down and watch the entire thing. Well, you're going to have to calm the fuck down and wait a week, okay? I'll just watch Cats in the meantime. You're a bad fucking man, Juice. None of us respect you. For the rest of you, thanks for spending time with us. You literally could be doing anything else right now, so thank you. If you're quarantine bored, follow us and support us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's PPL. Or check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash shitty cinema. Hey, guess what? I also have an Instagram now, so it's casey.cinema. Check that shit out. Now let's turn out the lights, go grab an orphan, and then steal some jugline, bro. Huh?